Digestion of food is the key to health, beauty, and longevity. Dr. Ellen Cutler. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription. Thank you so much for joining me today as we dive in with Dr. Ellen Cutler to the topic of digestion and how vital it is for your health. We also touch on some energetic technologies that she uses to diagnose and help treat people with health disruption that I think you're going to find really interesting. She talks about it's not only what you eat, but what you digest and a lot of other really interesting things. She's a fascinating woman who's a raw vegan for over 25 years, which is super interesting. So we'll talk about that. And I think you're going to get a lot out of the episode today on digestion and just how vital it is and what could be going wrong with yours that's affecting your health and could affect your longevity. So I'll tell you a little bit about her and then we'll get started. Dr. Ellen Cutler is a best-selling author and an internationally recognized teacher, public speaker, and media spokesperson. Her books include Micro Miracles, Discover the Healing Power of Enzymes. It's now available in the revised expanded edition. She has a chiropractic degree, and she specializes in the use of desensitization to food and other sensitivities, gentle detoxification, and enzyme and nutritional therapies for chronic conditions that have perplexed the conventional medical establishment. And it's addressed in her revolutionary healing technique, ECM, Ellen Cutler Method. We'll give all the ways to find her at the end of the episode. Please help me welcome Dr. Ellen to the show. It's great to be with you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Such an important topic for everyone, particularly for women, because whether we know it or not, most of us suffer with our digestive enzymes by the time we're 40. In fact, they start decreasing at 30. And it's vitally important because like you say, it's not as important. What you eat is important, but if you're not digesting that food, you're not extracting the nutrients. So we're going to dive into that, but why don't we start at the beginning with what are enzymes and why are they important to health? So enzymes are proteins and every system in our body and our cells depend on enzymes to function optimally and adequately. We don't even know all the enzymes that are going on all the time in our body. And I always like to talk about the different kinds of enzymes because this gives people a better perspective of where I come from. So there are three different enzymes. There's the metabolic enzymes that run our immune system, our repair system, our respiratory system, our brain, all of that. Those are the metabolic enzymes. Then we have our own digestive enzymes that our body secretes in our pancreas, in our stomach. These are 
important. Now, one thing that we need to understand is you can't replace those enzymes. And that's important. So when we talk, people have that understanding that you can't replace those. So those are important. And as you said, I loved it, that as you get older, those enzymes do decrease. Then we have food enzymes. Food enzymes are in whole plant food. That's why I highly recommend people eat 75% of their diet should be whole plant foods so they get the enzymes they need to function, digest their food. Unfortunately, our soil has been so over-agriculturized in this country that many of the cofactors that make those food enzymes in our lovely plants that we eat are not there. So we don't have those food enzymes that we should. So therefore, that's why I recommend taking a good full-spectrum digestive enzyme. So enzymes are key to health longevity, and well-being. But again, we can become deficient in some of those enzymes. And when we become deficient, let's say we our food enzymes aren't there, our digestive enzymes have to do all the digesting, they run out. Then our metabolic enzymes have to digest. And guess what? Then our immune system is compromised, our repair system is compromised, we're more subject to getting the flu or the cold or whatever. So that's where I believe it starts, digesting your right. food, chewing your food. And maybe we should talk about, because I know some people are probably wondering why digestive enzymes decrease, usually starting around the age of 30, so they can get some understanding of why this is happening. And, and it's below your conscious awareness. It's not something you would be aware of, and you can feel and seem perfectly healthy and get a great bill of health at your doctor's. But this is happening, so we could talk a little bit about that. Well, yes, there is a decrease is as you age. I don't feel it's it has to be so severe. That's why I recommend taking a digestive enzymes because we can deplete our own enzyme reserve. But what happens is as you get older, and especially women, which is a big part of my practice, is women over the age of forty is a big a portion of the people that I see, they say they're bloated all the time. Or I never had heartburn and now I have heartburn or GERD. Why do I have that? And that's a symptom of a de- some enzymes that are bleeding, meaning you're not digesting your food that well too. And then in consequence, I don't have the energy, my hair is falling out, I my skin, I look old, aging. A lot of these are from enzyme depletion. So we see those symptoms. But again, if you can stop depleting those enzymes, because it does happen with aging, then you'll have less of those symptoms and your enzyme reserve won't be depleted. Right. And yeah, the pancreas that secretes a majority of enzymes, I mean, there's some secreted in the salivary glands, but the pancreas has an exocrine and endocrine function. So the endocrine function would be insulin that regulates your blood sugar. And the exocrine function is the digestive enzymes. It's very sensitive to adrenaline and stress. And so if you've had a lot of stress in your life, you're going to run out of these enzymes sooner than others. But that's generally why people start decreasing their exocrine pancreatic function by midlife. 
And so we talked at the beginning about it's not only what you eat, but what you digest and absorb. So say more about that. Yes. Well, we spend a lot of money, some of us, on getting good food, getting organic food. And if I have found that if you don't, again, eat enough plant, whole plant food, and if you don't chew your food well, that's another thing. If you watch people eat, I chew, I, I take, I, I have a big salad at night. It takes me maybe an hour and 15 minutes to eat that salad. Most people will be done with that salad in 10 minutes or less. We swallow our food, inhale it. So chewing your food is, is extremely important as well. So digesting the food is, we, we want to get the nutrients from those foods. Instead of taking all these vitamins, people take so many supplements. And I, as I get older, as I practice, I've been in practice for 40 plus years, I actually recommend less. Because honestly, if you read as much as I do, all the stuff out there, and people look on the internet, you have suitcases of supplements you've been taking every day. Well, I have to, I need resveratrol, I need to take ginkgo, I need to take this. And some of them are good for periods of time, not to be on forever. So again, if you adequately digest your food, you get those nutrients from the food. You're optimizing your digest, your nutrition with good digestion. That makes a huge difference. You will see it. Yesterday, I do a, every Monday, I do a Miracle Monday on Facebook. And yesterday, I talked about energy. And I'm a grandparent. I have five grandchildren. And I need, you need a lot of energy with these grandchildren. And they have a really quite a lot of energy. I want to keep that energy. I have that energy. Many people cannot, don't have that vitality, that energy to spend time all day with a, a, a grandchild. They run out of that energy. You can see when you digest your food, your vitality, your energy is sustained. It makes such a huge difference. So digestion, I, I, I feel like it's the number one supplement to take. And it's really not a supplement because it's really food enzymes I'm recommending. That's a, a full-spectrum digestive mm -hmm. enzyme. So again, it's not just what you eat. Of course, that's important. It's not just that, but it's what you digest, assimilate, and absorb. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about chewing for a minute. I was amazed when I went through my fellowship training to learn all the steps in digestion and that chewing is actually not the first step in digestion, but the visual appeal of the food, the smell of the food, all of this starts your digestive enzymes, your salivary enzymes going and gets your body ready to digest. So that's actually the first step. But then let's talk about chewing. What is adequate chewing? Because I find that people are very confused about this. Well, I studied this a lot. I wrote about it in my book. And literally, you should chew your food about 30 times. Try right. it. It does. It will start dribbling out of your mouth. I don't know if I chew 30 times, but I make sure when I swallow, it's pure, it's really chewed well. I do that. And, and if I can't, I don't have the time to do it, I'd rather not eat. Because I, if you know my history, I was diagnosed with colitis when I was in my professional training and I could only eat one food a day. It was, I, I never want to get there again. It was 
I, I was tired. I was bloated all the time. And when I took a digestive enzyme, it changed my life. Within a couple of weeks, I never had a symptom again. The only thing that was offered was steroids or you can have surgery later on and you book, et cetera, et cetera. And here I'm in a natural health study and I'm saying, that's not for me. And someone turned me on it. We're talking 40 years ago. Nobody knew about enzymes. It wasn't on the radar at all. It changed my life forever. And then I gave it to all my patients because I saw all kinds of other things that happened with enzymes. One of them was hormones. I always had trouble with PMS. I always had trouble with right before my period, I'd get more bloat or whatever. I never had that problem again after I started taking a digestive enzyme. So for me, it was a miracle. And I saw miracles. That's why my book is named Micro Miracle. So yeah. chewing your food, so chewing your food is key. And I love that you said the first thing is smelling because you isn't it interesting that you maybe not have eaten a food Maybe you last time you ate, you were three years old. You still remember the taste of that food. It could still cause saliva to be excreted, right? So I like that. That is the first step in digesting for sure. Yeah, 30 times till it's a liquid. And I, almost no one does that. It has to be intentional. So, but the, what everybody needs to understand why it's so important is because if you don't create that liquid and break it down in your mouth, when the food goes into the stomach, then there's less surface area for the acid to work on it. And then it goes into the small intestine. There's less surface area for the digestive enzymes to work on it. And then it doesn't get digested. So I challenge everyone to look in the toilet the next time you poop. And do you remember this show? Oh, gosh, what was the name of the show? It was a British show. And there was a woman who would deal with people's food and their health situation and she would have them all poop on a paper plate and then she would inspect it and talk about <laughs> it Do you know the one I, I remember that one i love it i used to love that show so really you might not see undigested food if you just look in the toilet you actually might have to poop on a paper plate and dissect it but you'll see little flecks of things and that's how you know that you're not chewing your food so you want to do that. You brought up something else in what you said that I want to talk about, which is that you were having some PMS, female hormone type symptoms, and that got better. And I know some people realize there's a connection between gut health and their female hormones and other people don't. So I just want to help everybody understand that everything's connected exactly. and your gut is particularly related to your estrogen levels and to your cortisol levels, which relates to your progesterone levels. And almost all female hormone issues have an estrogen progesterone imbalance. And so if you have any female problems, PMS, PMDD, endometriosis, fibroids, heavy painful periods, infertility, then one of the things you need to look at is your gut health because that's affecting your estrogen and your progesterone. So I just wanted to tie that in there. Yes, definitely. Right. Yeah. So the steps in digestion, I, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the second stop in digestion, which is the stomach. Right. And gastric acid, you actually start decreasing your levels of gastric acid around the age of 30 also. So do you want to talk a little bit about how important that is? Yes. And I... Many people think they're hyperchlorhydric, which means they're high HCL. Actually, most people are low acid. And as you said, thank you for 
bringing that up is you do become less, you have less of that HCL that your body's making in the stomach to digest, especially proteins, of course, too, which are very important because undigested protein can get into the bloodstream and can cause an autoimmune reaction that can travel to different parts of the body and you can get autoaggressive reactions such as arthritic pain, et cetera, which we can talk about. So, so digestion of protein is critical. I'm not one of these people that recommend HCL. I don't recommend drugs, really. And to me, it's more like a drug. Again, I go back to digesting your food when you, as soon as you put it in your mouth. If your body, if you can help your body digest initially with taking a digestive enzyme and chewing your food, your body's less likely to be hypochlorhydric and you will be able to digest your protein. Of course, the digestive enzymes in a good digestive enzyme has enzymes to digest protein, has protease, has peptidase that helps. So every once in a while, extreme circumstance, yes, maybe betaine, HCL might be helpful for someone, but I first start with, again, going to the basics what foods you're digesting, what you're eating, (laughs) are you chewing your food well? And what state are you in when you eat? That's very important. You're talking about stress. Just to give you an example, the reason I had so many digestive issues, every dinner table, I have a twin brother, we would sit at the dinner table, my parents would fight. My father would walk and leave and my mother would sit there and cry. This was almost every dinner table. So no wonder why I had so many food issues, digestive issues, food sensitivities as I grew up and got worse. And then when I was under stress in school, I had to support myself as well as going to school. I I, I worked in an emergency room at night. It was a nightmare. I I don't remember ever sleeping because I had to study. And so my stress just aggravated this situation. So again, there's so many other things that you can look at. It's important. When you eat, it's sacred. It's a sacred time. It's not a time to have a business meeting. It's not a time <laughs> to have an argument, <laughs> right? It's And then yeah. you never chew your food at a business. I mean, they don't even think about what they're eating, let alone chew. Yeah. You mentioned about stress at mealtime and that it is a sacred time. But I'm sorry about how your childhood meals were. That's probably a lot of people can relate to stressful mealtimes as children, which is not a good way for children to digest their food. But I, I remember seeing a study that said something like if you eat standing up versus sitting down, because that's a stress autonomic nervous system. Mm-hmm. Your digestive enzymes are something like 30% lower. That might, don't quote me on the number, but it was significantly lower. So just the stress of eating up standing. So if you're having a business meeting or an argument and you're not mindful, you're probably not chewing well enough. You're probably not making enough uh, HCL in your stomach and you're probably not making enough digestive enzymes. I do just want to say that Betaine and pepsin that are have HCL that you use in your stomach aren't drugs. They come from plant-based sources, so they are natural. And I do want to, let's talk about why most people think they're hyperchlorhydric and they're not, right? People, so many people have GERD, they're on proton pump inhibitors, they're told you have too much stomach acid, but what's the real truth here? Yeah. The real truth is that people don't produce enough acid, I have found. They are hypochlorite. But they'll go and they'll 
go to other sources or other professionals and they'll tell them, well, you have too much acid. So you're, you need to take these proton pump inhibitors to decrease the acid or neutralize the acid. And, and if there might be some truth to some of the foods they're eating, maybe are acidy that are bothering their stomach too. That's a possibility too. But most people are low in acid and that's therefore not able to digest. Again, protein is what the HCL is digesting. Mm -hmm. So then they become unable to break down their protein and they'll have lots of symptoms. And GERD is clearly one of the symptoms too. And, and, it, right. and it's, what's upsetting to me too, doctor, is that there are more and more children being diagnosed with GERD than there ever has been. I mean, it's, I've never, I would see it or any, or esophagitis or, I mean, it's, and digestive problems altogether. What is that a sign of? First of all, it's a sign of, <laughs> it's a sign of stressed. stressed is too. Yes. It's, it's a, but it's also a sign of eating foods that are, have pesticides can also reduce the body's ability to digest and reduce the quality of the, change the quality of the food that's, and become more toxic than they are helpful for sure too. But and the food that they're eating too. And the amount of food. <laughs> I, I was just reading this book on centenarians, a, a new book that came out. It's fascinating looking at it too. And the meals in the 1970s were so much smaller than what meals are now. If somebody goes to a restaurant, it, so eating too much can definitely cause reflux, it can definitely cause GERD, can deplete your enzymes, especially if you're not digesting the food or chewing it too as well. So there are lots of factors and stress is huge as well. And the kids are under more stress than they have been, I think too. Yeah, I just wanna make sure that everybody understands because I know some people are probably confused. There's some people listening who have GERD and they go, no, that means too much acid. And that's why it's coming up my esophagus and burning me that no, it's actually too little because what happens when you have too little stomach acid is your stomach doesn't empty properly. So you have a full stomach for longer and the lower esophageal sphincter that keeps food from coming out of the stomach back up the esophagus gets looser. So you have a full stomach pushing on a loose sphincter and that's what propels the acid into the esophagus and gives you GERD when you have a low stomach acid. It's a rare person that has high. And if you're confused, you can actually get a test called a Heidelberg test where you swallow a capsule and then it transmits the pH level in your stomach to a computer. And then you know what your level is. And I used to work in a practice where we had that and we tested everyone. And I'd say one out of a hundred people who was being treated for GERD actually had high stomach acid, 99 people had low. So one of the yeah. things I do too, one of the big parts of my practice, I developed a technique called ECM, and it's an energetic device and an energetic technique that evaluates underlying root causes of mm -hmm. conditions. So somebody comes in with GERD, I look at what are the underlying root cause of it too, and I look at digestion, I look at food sensitivities too, and that's a huge one for GERD too. 90% mm, yeah. of the population has food sensitivities, not food allergies, food sensitivities or food intolerances. And they could be very different for somebody with, 
my work tailors to the person. It could be very different for you, let's say, or for your sister or your husband or your wife or whatever, or children. And there are different foods. There are some common foods, things like coffee and spices, et cetera, that can chocolate, that can do it too. But there are other foods that you might be eating that you're not aware of could be. And then I look and see, is there a bacteria that's involved with that? Is there emotions? <laughs> is there trauma? I mean, do you have an, mm-hmm. is there an eating, big eating disorder is huge for that too as well? Or is it toxicity, deficiency too? And then I look at what digestive enzyme works the best for that person. And I have one actually on my website, GICOM, that's amazing for GERD. That helps you digest and also helps soothe the esophagus and the stomach as well. It has marshmallow root in it, D, DGL, deglycerized licorice, et cetera, that work so well. So, so there are many different causes of it too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people will take something and it doesn't work because they're not getting to the root of why they have this in the first place. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's what we talk about on this show. So it's perfect. I'm wondering what is your energetic method that you determine these things? What is it that you- I developed this program years and years ago with another doctor and it's an instrument that I use that I teach and I've been using it for years. So let's say somebody comes in with GERD, I look at how the body's detoxifying and I have a way, a meridian testing machine that looks at that. And if you saw it, you would say that the, the, what you can find out blows your mind, really. Because you never know. I never know. Every day I come in, it's like, it's, and I have miracles too, because I can also treat it as well. So I look at how the body's detoxifying. Is it emotional? Is it dietary? Is it not digesting the food? Is it a pathogen? Is it a parasite or a virus or a bacteria? Because sometimes you can have a bacteria you had when you were 10. Energetically, you're still sensitive. You're still reacting to it. And it could be what's coming up right now too. Or other allergies. Is it structural too? There's a hiatal hernia adjustment that you can do that helps with People have reflux or GERD sometimes too. And that's the kind. And so I have a whole many items that I look at to evaluate what's going on with somebody. And then I have a way of clearing these reactivities and sensitivities. But my first thing I do is always find what the digestive enzyme, what the right enzyme. Is it that you don't digest protein that well or fats? Because that's another big one. Or sugars and starches, which are most common. Actually, the, the food you crave is the food you're most intolerant to and sensitive. Yes. <laughs> it's cruel. The food you eat the most, the food you crave the most, those are the Always. ones you usually Except when you're pregnant, it's a little different. Sometimes maybe it's a little different, but otherwise. So if you, by the way, if you crave salt, you usually, it usually means you don't digest fat. And not digesting fat looks at other kinds of things too. Thyroid's a big one with fat metabolism too. And so it leads you on different paths too. And there are many people with undiagnosed hypothyroid too, by the way, as you probably know, looking at hormones. Yes. And maybe we should talk about fat digestion too, because that's bile from the liver. And that's a very common problem, particularly in women over 40, many of whom have had their gallbladders out, or if they still have them, they may not be secreting enough bile that's effective. So 
How might someone suspect that they have a deficient bile acid? Yes. Well, they have many similar symptoms as people that have protein digestion. They're bloated. They're nauseous. They feel people with fat and protein digestive issues usually feel symptoms from not digesting immediately after they eat, by the way. So that's a sign too, as well. But it can cause other things. I have seen people with fat problems or liver gallbladder issues have headaches are another one, inflammation in different parts of the body too, that can be caused by that too. And they have trouble with fats. And I had one patient, interesting doctor, she went on a a ketogenic diet, strict and high fat. Mm -hmm. And ever since she went on that diet, She's had trouble losing weight. She's had digestive system. And lo and behold, what I found is she has trouble digesting fats. And here she was eating so many fats. Uh So now trying to help her with helping with the gallbladder issues, helping her digest fats, looking at the foods that are high in fat that she just doesn't do well with. And looking at thyroid was an issue as well, too. So these are things that I have seen that is a result of it. And it's not uncommon, as you said. And people that don't just fat also probably don't just protein that well. Yeah, and the, a lot of burping, your stool may be, have oil on it. It may float in the toilet. Those are some other signs. And those bile acids are just as important as the pancreatic enzymes, as the stomach acid, as the chewing and salivary amylase. I just want to follow up. You mentioned about the meridian energetic diagnosis and you talk about something called energetic desensitization. What is that? Yes. So when I see, so let's say you came to see me and you are dealing with, let's say, psoriasis. (laughs) Because that's another one that I've had great success with. So I look at what are the underlying root causes of psoriasis, okay? Commonly, it's candida. Now, everybody has yeast, candida, but if you're allergic or sensitive to it, that's when it can cause problems. And of course, eating foods that increase the candida in your body, like alcohol (laughs) and dairy and sugars are just going to make it worse too. So what I do when I find out what those sensitivities, it's a desensitization process that I do here and I teach people how to do it at home. And I work with people indirectly via Zoom and Skype, et cetera. It's a meridian test. I clear different meridians on the body, acupressure points, while they're energetically connected with what, in, in even in listening to it or knowing what it is, let's say we're clearing dairy. I don't clear dairy so they can eat it. I clear dairy so they don't crave it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. So once you clear that sensitivity, they are not, it's probably not going to cause the symptoms they cause. They won't crave it. And they're cleared of that desensitivity. And there are different important points of clearing it. Sometimes there has to be emotions involved with it or it has to be other combinations that I do. But it's an acupressure system that works really well. It's just changing your body's intention. It's information. Sometimes I'm working with someone, someone just knowing what is going on they feel better. Their symptoms change. It's so true. It gets to those intangibles, thoughts, feelings, beliefs, the bioenergetics of your body, your spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it, and the acupuncture meridians. And intention is a beautiful thing. So just setting your intention 
and understanding things helps. So there's plenty of scientific validation for that, I think, at this point. So if it's not something you're using with your health, then you definitely need to be yes. using that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, my kids uh-huh. grew up with this system too. They grew up in total natural health. My, my son, who's a neurosurgeon, never been on an antibiotic. It's incredible. <laughs> and he's 40, almost 45 years old. But they grew up with digestive enzymes. They grew up with clearing these sensitivities. And even he says to me, mom, clear my, clear so-and-so on this or whatever. But uh-huh. it takes me, and your body becomes accustomed to clearing. It learns to do it. It's fascinating. It, people get hooked on it for sure. <laughs> and you can clear traumas. And well, I had one of, another book, I hopefully come out at some point soon. I had a severe trauma when I was nine years old. And many people who went through what I went through cannot function in life yet be successful and make something of themselves. And that's what my book is about. This kind of work, taking digestive enzyme, living a good lifestyle with, I'm a vegan, I'm a raw vegan actually, and exercise every day makes such a difference in supporting and helping emotional trauma. Yeah, that's a a huge topic. We could definitely go down the rabbit hole on that. I'm just interested. So how long have you been raw vegan? (laughs) I've been for um, maybe 25 years. Really? Yeah. I think I'm from another planet because I don't I'm like so disciplined. I eat real, I eat, I never cheat. I eat really well. I exercise all the time. I think it's because I've been taking enzymes for so probably longer than anybody on this planet. Seriously. And I'm just curious how you get enough protein. What are your protein sources? My protein. So I mean, I'm a pro soy person. I, I absolutely think there's been bad press about soy. I don't understand why or where it's come from. So I do soy. I do pea protein, I do greens, which have protein, and I do a protein powder, a pea protein powder I have twice mm-hmm. a day, and and I don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I want to change topics a little bit. So, you know, as a functional medicine practitioner, I believe in test, don't guess. So we do functional stool testing, which gives us a number for the digestive pancreatic enzymes. We do Heidelberg tests for the gastric acid. We test everything. So where are you saying that this energetic meridian analysis replaces that? Thank you. You're the only person that's ever asked me that. I love it. I also do blood tests too, but I do rely on my testing for more accurate information, honestly. The reason is is that I'm testing a person in that day, at that moment, (laughs) and I test so many different things. A lab, sometimes it's, I don't treat a lab person, I treat the person, Mm -hmm. I treat what's going on. I don't treat that lab or the x-ray or whatever. So I do, because there's certain things I like to look at, but then I can, so it can help me clear them and work with why. For example, I look at APOB, I look at LPA, some of the fat lipids. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I look at all the insulin, glucose, although now they're saying fasting glucose is really not as good as just doing having a continuous glucose monitor is really more accurate than doing just mm-hmm. fasting glucose, which I've always felt too. So I do look at some of those and I look at them so I can help them see what are the underlying cause of it. You know what's crazy? 
I have to tell you one story. I had a kind of miracle. I was working with somebody indirectly on Zoom, and she's had this continuous glucose monitor for about 14 days, and it's never gone under 104, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I said, look, I said, let's test and see what I find in my work, in my machine while I'm working with her indirectly. And I found different foods and I found stress. Interesting. As soon as I told her, that's why I say information is clearly healing. As soon as I told her, she said, Dr. Cutler, she said, you won't believe this. My glucose monitor now is, my glucose is 88. I have never, ever had that. Just by talking about stress. Isn't that interesting? So it's like there are so many other things people are missing when they're not really evaluating why they're type 2 diabetes or why they're pre-diabetic. There's so many other issues which I address in this kind of work. I really think that energetic evaluation is the future of medicine. I remember watching Star Trek and seeing Dr. Spock do his evaluation. And he takes this scanner and runs it in front of the person up and down. And then he knows everything that's wrong with them. I really think we will get there, maybe not in our lifetime, but we will get there when we decoded and we really take seriously the energetic signature of things, of everything in the you body. You know, it's, I, have to, I just have to share something. It's very interesting. So uh -huh. I, was, I, kind of, I didn't sleep that well. I was really looking forward to this interview. I don't know why more than anything. And yesterday, this woman said, Ellen, you're really way beyond the times in your work. And I had a feeling that you would recognize that this, and that what you just said, it's kind of, I feel like it's a deja vu. I had a feeling you'd understand that. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very forward thinking. And there are some bioenergetic analysis tools that have been used in medicine. And I know that the TCM people use it, but I think we're going to get way more sophisticated with that. Everything is energy. Exactly. Everything has an energy signature. So it makes perfect sense to me that we will be able to read the body with that specificity and that simplicity by reading the energetic signatures. And then also being able to send reprogramming to, for instance, if there's a certain parasite with a certain energy signature, right. we would be able to cancel out that energetic frequency in that system, almost like the body is a computer. So like I said, I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime, but I do think we're, we're, we're going to get there. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm, I'm already there. Uh, I used to teach a lot years ago, but and the company I started was Biosent, and I lost that company in a really very bad way. So I reinvented my technique again called ECM, and it took me a mm -hmm. long time to get back to teaching because I kind of had a little PTSD from what happened. So now I'm starting to teach, and I have a next weekend I have another seminar. It's all on Zoom, which is great. They get instructed with someone else on how to use the machine, how to navigate the program but I teach them the essence of ECM. So I'm looking forward to our next, my next seminar with these people. It's great. I teach everyone now. I don't, mothers, fathers, whatever. I used mm -hmm. to just do doctors, but you know, since the pandemic, most people are interested in helping themselves and yeah. they wanted to help their children. And so I let them do it and it can't really hurt them. So Right. And we need to be helping ourselves. And if you're listening, you need to be on it, on your own health, because 
you're probably not getting everything that's available to you at your HMO doctor's office. Dr. Cutler, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Please tell everyone where they can find your books and find out more about you and interact with you. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. My website is drellencutler.com and my Facebook is Micro Miracles. And like, like I said, every Monday I do a, a Miracle Monday. So little tidbits that, that would help. Any questions you could always ask me. And my book is Micro Miracles, Discover the Healing Power of Enzymes. It just came out in an updated version, which a, a new chapter on longevity and expanded and a new chapter on enzymes and the pandemic and long haulers, which I've had excellent results with. So that, it's a great chapter to read for everyone. And I have one more thing about to launch. I have had done in my practice a det enzyme detox weight loss management program that now I'm launching and people can take part and doing that, it's a, a two to three week program. It's an excellent way, not to lose weight, well, that will happen, but to maintain good, healthy weight. So I'm looking forward to people going on that program. So that's awesome. Me. Well, thank you so much for sharing those resources. We will have all the links in the show notes. So if you're driving, don't worry about trying to write them down. We will have them for you in the show notes. So when you get to your destination, you can click the link. Thank you so much, Dr. Cutler, for joining me today and for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. I know you learned something today that you can put into action to start moving your health in the right direction for the brilliant health that you deserve out of hormonal poverty into hormonal prosperity. And I look forward to hearing about it on social media. I will see you next week. Until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon.